Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by Greg for a look ahead to this weekend's fixtures in Scotland. How's it going Greg? Yeah, doing very well thanks. A rare Good. St. Johnson victory last night. Certainly has yeah. me up. Much needed. Much needed indeed. Uh, we'll speak about poor old Motherwell shortly. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few teams we probably need to speak about uh, in that respect. There's uh, quite a, a battle emerging at the bottom of that table in the, the Scottish Premiership. Uh, do you know what? I must say, I, I gave the Championship a lot of abuse last season in terms of how bad it was. But I must say the Premiership this season is just as bad. Um, I've had a look through the, the table and if you exclude Celtic and Rangers, of the other 10 clubs mm-hmm. across their last five matches, so each club's last five games, only three clubs have managed back-to-back wins, which is incredible. Yeah. It's draw, win, win, draw, draw, lose, lose, draw, drew, win. Not many clubs stringing results together, and it makes it very difficult, I think, in the Premiership when you're back in the win-draw-win market, because yeah. clubs just can't string a, a run together. It's nigh on impossible, I think. Um, Dundee United are bottom, and I think they're the third team in three weeks to be bottom, maybe. Commander and Ross County also were down there, certainly this year anyway. Yeah, and it's quite interesting, obviously. We'll speak about Motherwell shortly, but they're 9-2 to to finish bottom, which, mm. in the current climate, is a massive price because they are probably the club at the moment with the least amount of momentum. They've got a manager under pressure. They've not won in 10, really, really struggling at the moment. So it's going to be a fascinating end to the season to see who does finish bottom. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I said Ross County a few weeks ago, but they've even picked up a little bit as well. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing Motherwell's favourite is that they go to Aberdeen this weekend. <laughs> yeah. So you just never know. We'll get, start? On, we'll get on to that very, very quickly. Uh, just before we do, uh, usually have a wee recap of last week's bets before we have a look in this week's. Yeah, it was a mixed bag last weekend. Uh, Patrick Thistle were, were massive surprises losing at home to Hamilton. We had them to score two goals alongside Dundee and Queen's Park over two and a half, which did come in. It was 3-0 uh, Dundee. And similar to Elgin, Elgin and Aaron Double, we had um, a goal short. For, for long behold, the first time in 18 games, Elgin v Stenny, or the first Denny game, sorry, in 18 matches that didn't go both teams to score. Yeah. Uh, a 2-0 win. For, for Steady last time there but plenty of other good pointers in the podcast we had corners at Hibs v Aberdeen Rangers v St Johnston corners I think we mentioned Daniel Phillips be good for a card for St Johnston mm-hmm. he obliged again I think at 15-8 to 8, we had Falkirk to win in their match as well and we also had corners at St Mirren v Motherwell that came in too so plenty of corners last weekend obviously pleased to see the back of January it's been a really challenging month on the channel our first non-profitable month in 11. It's almost a year since we last didn't make profit. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those months, they, they happen, nothing went our way. And that's not a case of sob stories. When you look across the month's um, selections, I can probably count eight or nine that really should have landed and really lucky not to land. And that's the difference sometimes. But the show goes on. It's just one month. There's going to be losing months. But I think for every losing month we've had, there's been six winning months. So always something bearing in mind. It's good to get that bad month out of the way now and looking forward to making a profitable February. Yeah, just another 10 in a row would be nice, Greg. Absolutely. That's what we'll try and do. It would be very nice. Uh, Yeah, not not a bad start to this month and quite a nice wee one tonight by the looks of it. 
Yeah, well, Queen's, Queen of the South reserves. Obviously, the reserve leagues have been good to us over the years. Even during my time um, on the Mr Fixit site, we used to do goals in the, the proper reserve league back then. Yeah. Not so many reserve games now, but it's nice to get a bit of intel. And I think quite a lot of people were on Queen of the South tonight. It was probably widely known by kind of mid-afternoon that Motherwell were probably going to field a side. Now, I'm going to make you feel really old here. <laughs> a side containing boys... I'll we'll call them men and boys, uh, born in 20, uh, 2006, 2007. Yeah. So, yeah, 14, 15, 16-year-olds playing for Motherwell tonight. And I think it's 4-1 currently to Queen of the South, who I think went off at 4-1 to uh, due to work commitments. Didn't get a chance to put it on the channel by that point, but I think we still got a nice 6-4 to uh, on the Queen of the South win. Yeah, I've definitely got boxer shorts older than some of those Motherwell players, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, nice to get a wee bit of intel from one of the members on the channel as well, which is always, uh, you know, makes it all kind of worthwhile. And that's why people sign up to the channel, I guess, is to get those little nuggets of information that you can you can share and pass on. Um, but we've got plenty to look at this weekend. Greg, we've got full card in the Premiership and all the lower leagues. It's pretty much as you were at the top of the table. Celtic still nine points clear at the top. Uh, Rangers can't do anything to close that gap, despite just keep on winning themselves. St Mirren are into fourth, and as we touched on, the United are back on the bottom. Um, I suppose the, the one thing we can't not discuss from last week is Hibs' win over Aberdeen, which signalled the end for Jim Goodwin. Absolutely incredible. It was a match not to really touch on the win-draw-win market. Uh, both sides, or both managers under pressure. Obviously, Jim Goodwin under massive pressure. Um, I surprised many people by still being in charge for that match after the Darvos fiasco. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone saw a 6-0 hiding coming. No, no. Uh, I think he was obviously sacked at 4.47pm <laughs> on Saturday. So Barry Robson's in charge. And poor Barry Robson, six minutes into his... Tier caretaker role, easy for me to say. Um, a man sent off after six minutes last night yeah. at home to St Mirren, and that obviously gave them an uphill struggle. Although I do believe that St Mirren were well worthy of the win, but against ten men, it'd be interesting to see how that Aberdeen side responded to that six 0 hammering, and they're at home to, as you say, Motherwell on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know where to start with this one, Motherwell. <sighs> Equally as bad as Aberdeen at the moment, if not worse, probably just two wins in 16 for them. But they've, they've already pulled the trigger on their manager earlier this season. They did. Um, at the moment, Stephen Hamill's come in, a bit of a club legend. Really not working out well for him at the moment. No one in 10, one man in 14 fans getting very restless. And just looking at the comments on social media, I think Motherwell fans are obviously appreciate what Stevie Hamill done as a player, but he's maybe a bit out of his depth and they are calling for change. There's still a lot of games to be played, still a lot of football to be played and I think they're keen to, to have a change. And they're playing an Aberdeen side who, providing they keep 11 men on the park, even money at home, I, I wouldn't be touching this match no. in any capacity at all. What will give Motherwell some hope is their away form is a lot better than their home form. I think their home form is the worst in the league. Yeah, and I read a great stat last night. St Johnston have won more games at Fur Park this season <laughs> I than Motherwell. Saw that. Yeah, I saw so that. that. That did make me smile. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, on a, a more positive note as well, um, it, it really does put our Motherwell to finish bottom six. Nap and Postbet 
um, in, a, in a good place. I think we can collect that as a winner now already. Yeah, they're gonna fin- they're gonna, yeah, they're going to finish bottom six, Motherwell, this season. Um, I think we had a 7.5 point super nap on that at the start of the season, which which, which is nice. So we'll look forward to getting that paid out in, in May. Yeah, it's a very good shoot. Yeah, I think you're right. <clears throat> Who knows about how this one's going to go? As you say, Barry Robson never really properly got the chance to see whether he was going to get a reaction off his side last night, having gone down to 10 men so early. So, might still be a reaction off Aberdeen, who generally have actually been reasonable at home eh, this season. Motherwell, again, as you say, better away from home than they are at home. So, yeah, it just looks like a, a game worth avoiding, I think. Yeah, I would, I would say so. I did highlight on the channel last night that Aberdeen do hit quite a lot of corners. So, despite their league um, frailties, they hit eight, I think they hit eight or nine at Hibs last weekend. And they're hitting some pretty decent numbers, probably six or seven in the last, out in each of their last four or five games. Obviously, last night they got a man sent off, which ended that chance last night for corners. But if I was to do anything in this match at all, it may be Aberdeen Corners. But I think for me, the vice here is best left alone. Yep, the next game we've got to have a look at is Hearts feeding the United. Hearts disappointing last night. I think they were well beaten by Rangers um, 3 0 at uh, Tynecastle. Uh, I would expect that they'll pick themselves up again and go uh, and probably beat the United on Saturday than the United. Likewise, a really disappointing result for them down at Kilmarnock last night, which leaves them bottom of the table. In my notes tonight, I've got really disappointing written down. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's the best way to describe Hearts last night. I think for neutrals as well, Hearts have obviously been playing very well, picking up points, well clearing third, best of the rest. I think most of Scottish football, bar Rangers fans, would be hoping that Hearts could give them a game. And they just did not turn up. Rangers were very, very good. But it just shows you how much of a gap there is between second and third in the yeah. Um you can't get close to Celtic and Rangers at all and that's been the case for obviously a, a long long time but that was a great opportunity last night for Hearts missed I think especially given the fact they've been in really good form coming into this match and it was an opportunity to show the league as well Do you know what we are better than the rest but we can also compete with the top two yeah yeah it's it's uh... On my notes, I've got it's evidence of a gulf between the top two and the rest. And I think that's the biggest disappointment. I think, as you said earlier on the podcast there, the, the quality has not been good this season. No one's been able to put much of a run together. And then you've seen Hearts do that over the last few weeks, but even then they still look miles off both Celtic and Rangers. And that's the third best team in the league. Yeah, it really does um, make your eyes water, doesn't it? Yeah. In terms of this game itself, Hearts 7-10, to 10, I don't think it's the worst price. I think if you back Hearts to win and two Hearts goals, that pays just above evens. Dungeon United, though, who I was kind of singing the praises, to be fair, last mm-hmm. week, and yeah. now you know one in four. They have had a tough run of games, but that's them back to the bottom of the league. I don't think they made a single signing in the transfer window, and I think Dungeon United fans are getting a bit annoyed now as well. Back to the bottom of the league, away to a Hearts side who have been pretty solid at Tynecastle. I think you can't really look past a, a Hearts win here. Yeah, I think the thing is, as you, you said, we were kind of looking forward to the Day United climbing up that table just a matter of weeks ago. They'd, well, I wouldn't go as far as that. I wasn't looking well, forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a, a fairly decent run. Uh, I think it was like five games they went without defeat. The only, sorry, the only defeat they had was against Rangers. Um, and then they subsequently just shows you they've lost to Celtic and then lost to Kilmarnock and all of a sudden they find themselves 
down the bottom of the table again. So it's just the way things are at the bottom of that uh, Premiership table, I think. And it just shows you as well, even just one win can make a massive, massive difference. St Johnson, for example, are now just seven points, I think, off fourth. Or six points off fourth. Yeah, It's a very, very tight league, but as I said before at the start of the podcast, very, very difficult to get any momentum in terms of backing teams to win. Yeah. In terms of this fixture, just quite interesting looking at the recent score lines, 5-2, 2-2, 2-3, 4-1 and 2-2. Goals, goals, goals. Yeah. Um, that might be the best angle here. I, I do agree with you. I think the Hearts at 7-10. Mentioned in the podcast last week, maybe, or yeah, it would have been last week. I think anytime you're getting decent odds on Hearts to win at home, you've kind of got to take it when it's not against Celtic or Rangers. Yeah, I would, de- I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up we've got, last week we had, what do we call it, El Sacchio between Hibs and Aberdeen. <laughs> this week we've got El Plastico, which is between Livingston and Kilmarnock. Uh, Livingston, they just... Last night, well beaten at Celtic Park. I think they're probably quite happy to get away uh, with 3-0, considering they were, they were three down at half-time. Uh, but they're in fifth in the table, just a point behind St Mirren. Still hanging on in there, um, and they would expect to finish top six, I would imagine, from here. Uh, as we said, massive win for Kilmarnock over Dundee United, up into ninth. Uh, interestingly, they have pretty good record in this fixture. They've won the last four meetings between the two sides, but Kelly have went a whole season without an away win so far. Yeah, it doesn't bode well at all for Kamarnik, does it? I think when you look at Kamarnik's home form, it's exceptional. They've collected 21 of their 23 points at home this season. Yeah. Um, but away from home, though, it's absolutely dire. Played 12, lost 10, drawn 2, no wins. And it's difficult to see them going to Livingston and winning this. It's a match in which if Kilmarnock were to get a draw, probably a pretty decent result for them. Obviously, Livingston having a terrific season so far. Drew obviously with Hearts last weekend and kind of brought Hearts back down to earth a little bit in a nil-nil draw. Mm. I expect this to be a quite a low-scoring match. Kilmarnock don't score many goals. They have released Kel Lafferty. Not sure where the goals are going to come from away from home for Kilmarnock. But you have to say, they're going to have to win away from home at some point. <laughs> But yeah. I don't see it being this weekend. And again, it's at 21 to 20 for Livy. Not the worst of prices. 30 to 5 for Kilmarnock. I'm looking for a little bit more than that. And again, I think in this fiction itself, Livy have won five of the last six meetings between the sides. And again, for me, this, this match is a no bet. Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, Ollie Shaw has also left Kilmarnock as well, Greg. So that's a, that's a few goals they've taken out of a team that don't score too many. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a bit of balance, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty decent move for someone who's not scoring goals. <laughs> yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, for me, I think this one probably looks like a Livingston win uh, at 21 to 20. I don't think that's a bad price at all. No, pretty solid, I think. Uh, okay, uh, at Ibrooks, we've got Ross County, who are the visitors there. Rangers are, are really motoring under uh, the new manager. Uh, Michael Beal, uh, unbeaten in 11, I think it is. They've kept three clean sheets in the last three games. Uh, but Ross County not doing too bad either, Greg. Just one defeat in six at the moment. And they've signed uh, Simon Murray from Queen's Park, which will be interesting to see how he fares back up in the top flight. That's right. And they brought in Eamon Brophy as well from St Mirren. Yeah. Um, Roy McGregor, the Ross County chairman, who essentially funds Ross County. I think Dingwall's got a population of 5,000 people. Um, I think for them, he funds them every season, and when it comes to January, he's more than happy to splash the cash. 
So he's done that again. As you say, they've brought Simon Murray in from Queen's Park. And that's a massive blow for Queen's Park. Yeah, we'll get huge. to them shortly. But he's obviously played in the Premiership before, Simon Murray, and a pretty good good capture. And as you say, for for Ross County, a terrific win last weekend. I don't think anyone saw a Thino home win last weekend at home to Kilmarnock. And they've followed that up by a, a hard-fought 1-0 draw at home to Hibs. So four points collected in the last two games, Ross County. But they go to Ibrox, it's a bit of a fortress. Rangers are a bit of a winning machine still, as you say, unbeaten in 11. And just a quiz time for you, who were the last team to beat Rangers in the league? Since you're asking. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say it was St Johnson. <laughs> it was. It was a 2-1 defeat in Perth back in November, I think it yeah. was. So yeah. since then, though, nine wins, two draws, and at Ibrox, pretty formidable. Played 12, one ten, one draw and just one defeat. So pretty solid at home Rangers, and I think in this picture too, they they do enjoy playing Ross County. They love a goal against Ross yeah, County. Yeah, they've won four 0 four one, four two, and five 0 in the last four home games, and I think they've scored three or more goals now against Ross County in seven of the last eight meetings. Yeah. So at one to seven, there's not much value to be had. You'll most likely back your Rangers special. Yeah, five to six. I don't think it's a bad price considering they're keeping clean sheets. So that one to nil is definitely on the radar this weekend. But I think for me, the best angle here again, looking at markets, is probably the corners angle on, on Rangers. They hit seven again last night at Hearts. And they're hitting, obviously, the best record in the league at home. 8.5 corners per game at home for Rangers. They have hit, there's been at least nine corners in all 12 home games. And they've hit at least seven corners in 11 of those 12 home games. So fully expecting Rangers to, to rack up a very handsome corner count on Saturday. They'll have most of the ball. Ross Kent will be doing a lot of defending. Be very surprised if Rangers didn't hit at least seven or eight here. And looking at the home games as well at Rangers, they've shipped four, five, four, seven, four, and three in the last mm. six home games. So there's hope that Ross County can contribute to that corner corner count by yep. getting two or three. But I fully expect though Rangers could bring this in on, on their own. But I think backing at least nine match corners as part of a double is the best angle to go here. Yeah. Another angle I did see was over 2.5 match goals in both teams to score no at 15 to 8. Okay, yeah. Not my normal route of inquiry when looking at markets, but I just saw that tonight and thought it's probably got quite a good chance of landing on the basis that Rangers are keeping clean sheets. They are at home. You're, you're expecting a routine home win here and they do score a lot of goals at home against Ross County so not the worst of shouts I don't think at that price Yeah I had my notes The obviously the fact that they had scored four or more in the last four home games against Ross County 74 to score four on Saturday uh, and looking at Rangers games I mean under Bale I don't think they've hit four yet but it feels like it's maybe not far away from them giving someone a bit of a, a bit of a tanking Yeah they're scoring goals Rangers but as you say they're not hammering teams they're winning games 2-0, 3-0 we're yeah. scoring three goals. But yeah, every chance they'll score four or more yeah. on on Saturday. But no disrespect to Ross County though, they are they have improved. So it will be interesting to see how they fare at Ibrox on Saturday. Yeah. Okay, so it's uh, over eight and a half, over, over nine corners for you, uh, which we're going to double up from the game uh, St Mirren v Hibs on Saturday as well. Yeah, so it's kind of nosebleed territory for the, the Paisley <laughs> faithful. I believe Div McDonald's got his passport out and ready for a potential St Mirren European trip. 
I believe uh, <laughs> I believe we had hair the last time this passport <laughs> photo was taken. I believe that's true. <laughs> they are. I must admit, they're sitting fourth and deservedly so. A great win at Aberdeen, regardless of ten men, anyone going to Aberdeen and winning despite Aberdeen's woes to win three one. Also, given the fact that St Mirren's away record this season has been absolutely diabolical, so they'll be delighted to get three points away from home, keeping pushing up the league, sitting in fourth, in good shape for top six. They can only throw it away now. I know <laughs> St Mirren they probably will, but I'm very surprised to see them as big as seventeen to ten here. Uh, yeah. I've got no, uh, no reason why Hibs should be eight to five favourites. Do we not feel as though Hibs are kind of overpri- overpriced every week on this podcast? <laughs> kind of feels like it. I, I think there's a few people who think I pick on Hibs purposely, but I don't believe Hibs should be 8-5 away to St Mirren, who have been terrific at home this season, are sitting fourth and come into the back of this of a 3-1 win up at Aberdeen. Yeah. I would have St Mirren clear favourites for this match and Hibs outsiders. Tough game to call. It really is a tough game to call. Yeah. Hibs will be disappointed with that one-all draw uh, at Ross County midweek. That's the sort of games you're looking for Hibs to be winning in if they want yeah. to push top six. I think they but felt obviously, a bit, bit robbed at that one, did they not, with the, the, the goal that Ross County got? Well, I think Hibs have had a fair rub of the green at the start true. of the season, so there's no yeah. right to be complaining about any of our <laughs> decisions. It's not going their way. But in terms of this match itself, I think you've got to look for corners again. We highlighted Sitman last weekend at home to Motherwell. Uh, St Mirren hitting very, very good numbers. In fact, only Celtic and Rangers have hit more corners at home than St Mirren. They've hit six or more in 10 of their 12 home games, which is very impressive, I think. Yeah. And there's been at least nine corners in 11 of their 12 home games this season. But that said, they do ship a lot of corners, St Mirren. Uh, as I said, it was 6-5 on Saturday at home to Motherwell, fully expecting Hibs to rack up at least four or five. I do believe both sides will contribute to the to the corner line here. So it's a double in the Rangers Ross County match, over eight point five corners at Ibrox and over nine point five corners between St Mirren and Hibbs and that pays five to four. Okay, we'll recap that before we get to the end of the podcast. But I do think, yeah, St Mirren have been absolutely terrific this season. Their home form has been excellent, just one defeat. Uh, they've only conceded eight goals in 12 games at, um, in Paisley. So that's the foundation of what this tremendous season has been built on. And as you say, I can't understand why Hibs are just slight favourites to win this on Saturday. I think you'll find if they lose this game, Hibs, you'll hear the um, jungle drums running again for... Uh, Johnson to start to leave and that's been the case all season because teams can't get momentum yeah. every couple of weeks there's always somebody, somebody under the under yeah, and at the moment it's Stephen Hamilton Motherwell but not far behind them is Johnson, Lee Johnson yeah. uh, interesting kind of footnote on that is um, obviously Ryan Portis is gone now um, but Hibs have managed to hold on to Kevin Nisbet who decided against a move to Millwall um, but I think he picked up an injury against Ross County so it's still unclear as to whether he's going to make it and that could be quite pivotal on Saturday as well I think if Nisbet doesn't play then that 17-10 on St Mirren looks even better Absolutely and you look at the goals that he's scored since he came back from injury Nisbet yeah. he's been a revelation since he came back hence why I guess that's the reason why as a striker if you can have a little purple patch you can get a decent move quite quickly yeah. and that's why Millwall were in for him don't get me wrong not just based on that he was scoring goals before his injury and obviously scoring goals last season as well. But that would be a massive blow for Hibs if he's out. And as you say, that 17-10 for St Martin does seem big. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how their 21-year-old USA internationalist, Matthew Hopper, uh, fares. He once scored a hat-trick in the Bundesliga 
There you go. So there you go. Some pedigree there. Great. Oh, there. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We'll, uh, as I say, we'll recap that uh, corner stubble before we end the podcast. On Sunday, just one game. It's at McDermott Park. Greg, it's St. Johnson v Celtic. As you say, huge win for St. Johnson, especially off the back of seven defeats. Gives you a wee bit of breathing space in the middle of the table. Massive win really is. Obviously, every win in this thing is massive. I'll say that to anyone who wins a match. It's a massive win. But for us, seven consecutive defeats before last night's win at Motherwell. So it was huge. And we all needed that win, given the fact we are playing Celtic on, on Sunday. Now, quiz time. Do you enjoy a quiz? Go for How it. many matches since St. Johnson last beat Celtic? Oh, I'll 20. let you go to either side. Tw- 24. Oh, tremendous. 25. Wow. Hey. 25 <laughs> since our last win. Um, 11th of May 2016. Jeez. A 2-1 home win. Graham Cummings and Steve McLean scored for St Johnston and Lee Griffiths scored for Celtic. That's how long ago it was. 2016. 17 wins and two draws in the last 19 for Celtic. It's not a St Johnston enjoy. Having said that, I've just got on my notes just... It's never that easy for Celtic. No, don't get me wrong, there has been tight games. There has not been so a much at Celtic Park, but yeah, the games in Perth tend to be a lot, yeah. a lot tighter. Yeah, two one, three one, two one, two now. The last four meetings between the sides in Perth. So, yeah, it's it's never never usually a kind of runaway result for Celtic. What does put you off here, obviously, from Johnson's perspective, is the home form is diabolical, really, really poor. Just one point from the last fifteen available. In, in Perth and obviously I, I don't see them getting anything from this match I see Celtic are firing in all cylinders at the moment but they're doing more than enough to win games to dominating matches I think I mentioned Daniel Phillips last week him and Cammy McPherson are our new kind of midfield um, benchmark now back to four at the back as well which has improved performances I think I said a few weeks ago we're still performance wise really really poor but despite the run, the last few games have actually played a lot better. We played well at Ibrox last week, competed well. Obviously, a great win last night, and it'd be great to see us compete on on Sunday. Daniel Phillips for a booking, probably going to be two to one at Paddy Power. Not the worst of shouts. He's mm-hmm. been booked seven times now this season for us, and I'm fairly certain he's only started the loving games. So he's going to be due a, a suspension soon. He'll be playing on Sunday, and Cam McPherson is also a, a really good shout for uh, a card. Yeah, he's uh, 11 to 4 at Pet 365, Cam McPherson. Um, thoughts on Zach Rudden? <sighs> I don't know. I must admit, I, I really don't know. He's a young lad. He's gone from Thistle to Dundee. Hasn't quite worked out for him at Dundee. We were really keen on him, I think, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. We ended up losing out on him to Dundee Dundee paying a bit extra money for him at that point so yeah I'm not going to knock back us spending some money bringing somebody in but I'll be interested to see how he, how he gets on I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to start many matches or if he's going to be more of an impact player but I think at the moment the manager's preference will be to play Nicky Clark and Stevie May so he may have to settle for a place in the bench I think between now and the end of the season Okay Um it's really hard to find an angle in these Celtic games, I think, Greg. It is. Even on the corner front, it's difficult now. Yeah. Celtic not as prolific on the corner front as they used to be. I think They're... I think they won three in the first ten minutes last night. I don't think they added too many after that. But... No, it's 4 no at half-time. Was first. it? Yeah. yeah. And even then at home, you really need to get five first-half corners at home 
yeah. in the first half to get anything from it. Away from home, you might get a better price for over three and a half. But we don't win many corner count matches. Celtic in the handicap might be a shout. But with us winning last night, our tails might be up. It's just a difficult game to call. I think you're probably better looking at the St. Johnston card markets in this one. Mm-hmm. I think we're the, um, the league bad boy still. Nobody's got more cards than us um, this season in the league. And I think I said last week, Livingston were what? One to f- two to five? No, two to, two to 11 to get two cards against Hearts last week. They got none. <laughs> it's just the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so David yeah, Dickinson, think, think, he's the referee on Sunday. I don't think he's too bad for a card. At the moment, Dickinson, I don't think. We've got a, a, an array of players who can get booked on, on Saturday. Liam Gordon, club captain, is another one. It's difficult. Club Player card markets are really difficult. Really hard, but I think Daniel Phillips for me is a standout along with Cameron McPherson. Yeah, David Dickinson is his second highest average in the league, so there you go. That bodes well. Glad to hear it. Okay, we'll review the Premiership bets that we have. Let's have a wee look at the Championship. Big game on Friday night, Greg. First v second. Uh, as you say, Queen's Park, who hosts their United. Uh, I've lost Simon Murray um, on deadline day. I don't think they brought anyone in, certainly not of the same kind of stature or ability to replace him. I think if I was any other club, there'd be absolute outroar. To be top of the league and to literally sell your best player or your your proven goal scorer is a sore one to take. That's a massive, massive loss for Queen's Park and a massive result for Ayr, Dundee, Thistle Morton in terms of winning that league. I think that puts the um, benefit now for Dundee to win this league still. Obviously yeah. a massive win for Dundee last week, which we'll touch upon. But yeah, Friday night in the Championship seems to be a top-of-the-table clash every week. Some sort. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, losing Simon Murray is massive. AR, what a week they've had. An incredible yeah. week for Air United. We wish they could play Cove every game. Well, yes. Uh, 5-0 thumping in the league last week. They then went to Cove again in the Scottish Cup, I think on Tuesday, rested six players, or they did rotate the squad, and I was like, well, they're probably obviously focusing on this match tonight, and they, they won 3-0, so not a great start for Paul Hartley at Cove, again, we'll touch upon that shortly, but again, it's a difficult match to, to, to suss out this one, there's nothing between the sides, there's 40 points to 39 points. Um, it's probably just one to sit back and enjoy. Very, very short price in goals as well. I think four to seven, eight to thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a great price for goals in this match either. Yeah, I, I guess Queen's Park will feel like the old United one. They've lost twice to them this season already, including a five 0 defeat at Somerset Park back in October. So yeah, and Queen's Park, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to that uh, defeat to Dundee last week. The defeat last week to Dundee and also selling their best player. Mm. I say mm-hmm. best player anyone that's going to score 18 goals by this time of the season is one of your best players yeah, yeah. and obviously goal scorers are hard to come by yeah. I mean you're selling your proven goal scorer halfway through the season it's a real sore one for fans I've not seen much reaction to be fair on social media I'm not saying Queen's Park fans are happy about it but it's a really tough one to take yeah, and one team that might benefit from whatever way the game goes on Friday night is Dundee they're away to is it too much to say? An inforum Hamilton. Absolutely. Unbeaten in four, including a, a Scottish Cup win over Ross County in penalties. So, and Hamilton are chasing down our growth and, and certainly Cove Rangers as well now. Um, but Dundee, 
massive result for them last week. Thoroughly convincing win over Queen's Park, who are top of the table. And as you say, probably although third in the table, but kind of looking like they might just power on and past Air United and Queen's Park. Yeah, I would, I would say so. That, that game in the hands is massive. And obviously mm-hmm. they have to win that match. The bookies also sitting with Dundee. Still five to six favourites. I've obviously tipped them um, at the end of December to win the championship. I still expect them to do so. But these are the sort of games they have to win. They're away to the bottom side in the league. Albeit, as we say, Hamilton are much improved. 17 points now. Only five points from safety, Hamilton. So they've definitely given our growth and Cove something to think about. Yeah. I think, given the way Hamilton are playing, obviously they've got this whole last weekend. Great 1-0 win there. They scored. Probably a good chance Hamilton will score here. I think backing over 2.5 goals is probably the best angle in this match, given Dundee are scoring goals. They're obviously in a title fight with kind of three or four other clubs. I see this being quite an entertaining match, this one. Uh, both teams to score as a strong possibility, and over 2.5 goals is worth backing at 5-6. to six. Yeah, I just hope the weather's a wee bit better than my trip to New Douglas Park on Tuesday night when it was an absolute howler. <laughs> um, I don't know what the weather's to be like this week, but it was one of the worst I've ever seen, I think. Um, so yeah, we'll have a look at goals in that one, Greg. 5-6, to six, as you say. And as you say, it's a game where Dundee uh, just can't afford to not win these games now, can he? No, it's, it's, it's all very tight and there's a lot of football to be played. I think that game in hand does help them. Even if Dundee lose that game in hand, they're still only two points behind um, Queen's Park and a point behind Ayr. Obviously, I think Dundee would quite quite like a draw tomorrow night yeah. between Queen's Park and Ayr. But there's, what, 15 games left to go, a lot of points on the board still. But if Dundee want to go up as champions, they have to be winning away games at struggling sides in the league. Absolutely. Um, you touched on Cove. As you say, not a great start for Paul Hartley. They've been very busy in the January transfer window. I think they've brought in seven new faces, uh, but they've conceded 22 goals in the last five. They're away to Partick Thistle, who themselves are kind of slipping out of that. Uh, I was going to say promotion picture, I suppose they're still in the playoffs, but certainly out of the title challenge. Uh, lost two of their last three and they now find themselves five points behind in in third place. They're actually closer in points to seventh place than they are to third now, Greg. Yeah, last weekend was the end of part of Thistle's title challenge, I think. Can't be seven points behind uh, Queen's Park. And obviously, if Dundee win their game in hand, it goes to eight points. Mm. So I think for them, they'll look to consolidate and get push up towards second and third Thistle. Massive disappointment last week for them, losing to Hamilton. And I know Hamilton have been, been improving, but if you want to go up as, as champions, can't be losing home games to the bottom side in the league. And I think this will have been pretty solid at home. This is a match in which, obviously, 8-15 to 15 for the home win, which does worry me a little bit. But yes. they are playing a Cove Rangers side who, since Paul Hartley came back, his first game was a 6-0 thumping defeat from Queen's Park. They then lost, I think they then lost 5-0. They did 2 all, sorry. Lost 5-0 to Ayr and lost 3-0 to Ayr. So it's been a horrific return for Paul Hartley. And given the fact that Thistle are scoring goals at home, that, that could be another 2 or 3 nil defeat quite easily mm. on, on Saturday. And it may be worth backing goals, maybe in this match as well. Over 2.5 goals in the Thistle game is probably not the worth of their shouts. Am I brave enough to back Thistle? Mm. <sighs> no, for a number of reasons. I think mm. they let me down on an ACA that I had, a Scottish ACA on teams to win. 
And obviously they, they let us down by not scoring two goals last week. So I'm going to leave that alone, I think. Yeah, yeah. For me, this will kind of fall into the Hibs category. When they're that short a price at home, they're probably as well just left alone. Uh, one team that does interest me on Saturday is Inverness at home to Morton. Wasn't that long ago that Morton were second in the table? Um and I think once they hit those heady heights, they just kind of, as you say, you mentioned earlier, maybe got a nosebleed and they've just really been poor of late. Um, Inverness, they've won two and drawn two of their last four, and I thought Inverness at 31 to 20 wasn't a bad price at all. Sorry, they're 29 to 20, sorry. Especially at home, I think this has been placed up on Morton's season so far. Inverness had massive, massive injury problems this season. I think they had almost a full team out at one point, but they are improving, they are at home, and I think as you say, 28 to 20. I'd, I'd much rather be back in the Vaness at that place than the Morton place at 38 to 8. Yeah, I think so. It's just one of the ones that stood out for me. Um, anything else in the Championship? Um, interesting to see how our growth fair. I, I did fancy them last week at Morton. They were a very, very good place, I think, to win that match. They've recruited pretty well, brought quite a few players into the club during the transfer window. So, quite interesting to see how they fare at home to, to Ray Throwers. Yeah, and with Hamilton hitting a wee bit of former growth, you know, we'll be looking over their shoulder. Well, they should be, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not far behind them at all. OK, we'll move quickly into League One. We've still got... Well, we're going to have a look at the, the Queen of the South v Edinburgh game, Greg. Um, Edinburgh have lost three on the spin, although two of those have been to inform Falkirk and uh, Dunfermline, who are still top of the table. Uh, you quite like to look at Queen of the South here with Marvin Bartley now in charge there. Yeah, it's taken a bit of time to get to get going, Queen of the South, but they got a massive one last week up at Peterhead, one no down at half time, won that match three one. I think given his contacts, I think he has brought in some good quality into that squad. I think at home against an Edinburgh City side, as you say. They have lost the last three, but albeit against two best sides in the league, as the table stands. I do like the fact as well that Queen of the South have never lost to Edinburgh City. They have played five times, won five, and this season they won 3-0 at Edinburgh City back in November, and they won 4-0 at home in September. I just think, given where these two sides are at, I'm more than happy to take home advantage and for Queen of the South to kind of push up the league after a really tricky start. And it's even money for the Queen of the South win. And I'm happy to back Queen of the South at evens. OK. Uh, also in that division, we've got Fairland at home to Montrose and Fairland. 46 unbeaten at home at East End Park this season, but um, they've drawn five of their games, won five and drawn five. Uh, Montrose had been a bit of bad form, but they've won four points from their last uh, six, I think it is. Um, Dunfermline last week, real coupon busters, eh? Massive coupon buster. An absolute sickener for anyone on Araka in Scotland. I'm pretty sure Dunfermline away at Clyde would have been on pretty much every accumulator in the country. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone's back in Scottish football. I, I stayed away from it. I, I wasn't fancying a side such short odds on away from home, but 46 isn't the worst of places at home, given where they are. I'm, I must admit, I'm more concerned about Airdrie at home to Clyde. 4 to 11 for Airdrie. <laughs> I know Airdrie got result of the week last weekend, hammering an inform Alloa side, but it does give me the heebie jeebies when I see a 4 to 11 shot in, <laughs> in League One. Yeah. I, th- I think also, you know, touching on Clyde, it had been absolutely abysmal 
you know, that was the point uh, why such it was such a good buster last week because their form had been terrible and then they go and get a point against the league leaders, which is, you know, just typical as you say, anyone as short as four to eleven in that that league you've got to be slightly concerned about. I think Allo at two to five at home to Peterhead's a fair price. And Allo were in pretty good shape until last weekend's happening against Airdrie, so I think Aloha put a pretty safe two to five shot. Yeah, I also thought Falkirk were a fairly decent price at 11-10. They've kind of come up on the rails a wee bit, haven't they, in League One? And I think they're just five points behind in Fairland now. Yeah, Falkirk are flying at the moment. Won five in a row, scoring goals. I've scored quite a lot of goals, actually, in those five matches. And it's a game as well I've been looking at. I'm still deciding what the angle's going to be. But I agree with you, Falkirk flying at the moment, 11-10, not the worst of prices either. Yeah, they're unbeaten since uh, Dunfermline beat them back in the 5th of November. They won five and drawn two in the league, so that 11-10 doesn't look too bad at all. No, it's, it's definitely a match I'll be looking at further and sharing on the channel. OK, into League Two, Dumbarton are still top, but can't shake off Stirling Albion at all. Um, they're four points clear of Stirling at the moment. Uh, and they, where are they this weekend? They're at Stenhouse Muir this weekend, Greg. Yeah, it's very t- well. They've got, I say it's tight. It's tight for those playoff spots. It's incredible, really. There's only four points separating third place Annan and eighth place Stranraer. So it's very, very tight. But Dumbarton do have that four point lead at the top of the table. Stenhouse Muir got a really good win last week. It's a really difficult lead to, to bet on this in terms of win draw win markets. Mm-hmm. It really is. But saying that, though, there's, there's two sides that I quite like the look of. Annan are a side who are massively improving. And they travel away to Bonnie Rig Rose, who have a pretty awful season, really. They were expected to come up and compete for promotion. Quite the opposite, they are struggling to stay in the league. So I think Annan at 11 to 10 isn't it worth the shouts in this league. And also revitalised Forfar under Ray McKinnon. They got a yeah. really good win last weekend at Albion Rovers at a great price. And they look very solid against the Sunrar side who do not travel well. No, just one win. Yeah, just one win all season. One win, 11 and four for uh, one five out of the last six. What price are four for? Four to five. Four to five, yeah. Yeah, it's not the worst shoot either. Okay, anything else in Scotland catching your eye this weekend that we've missed at all? No, I don't think so. It's a it's a pretty tricky card this weekend. I've had to look through, obviously, all, all, all four leagues, but pretty happy with what we've put up. And I think also on the channel this weekend, doing really well in Serie B on the corner fronts and also in the lower leagues in England. So we've probably got, I think, between the Scottish leagues, England and Italy, probably the best part of eight or nine teams now we can really focus in on for corners. Yeah, yeah. It's always good to have that kind of short list uh, to work with. Okay, can you give us a wee recap of your bets for this weekend then? Yeah, so starting on Saturday, Rangers versus Ross County, over 8.5 match corners. And I'm doubling that up with the St Mirren versus Hibs match over 9.5 match corners, and that pays six, uh, five to four, sorry, at Skybet. Moving into the Championship, Hamilton versus Dundee, I'm taking over 2.5 match goals at five to six, and into League One, I'm taking Queen of the South to beat Edinburgh City at home, and that pays even money. And I also have obviously a number of selections shared from uh, League Two on the channel. Good stuff. Now don't forget if you want to join Greg's channel, you can find out all the details on Twitter at Browning84 Greg. Uh, and it's always worth a follow, isn't it, Greg, for a bit of Scottish football banter from a St. Johnson point of view? Well, I like, I like to think so. 
got, um, yeah, I think in terms of what's happening in Scottish football, I try and kind of stay close to the to the ground in terms of what's happening. So always good to find out what's happening at clubs and getting signings, how things are going. So yeah, in, in that respect, and obviously anything to do with St Johnston, I'll be all over it. Yeah, good or bad. Good or bad, yes. Okay, that's us for this week. Thanks very much for listening and uh, best of luck with your bets this weekend. Cheers, guys, and good luck.